Hello, I'm Joseph Malazzi, creator of Dark Matter, and you are listening to Neil Before Pod. Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello, and welcome to another narratastic edition of Neil Before Pod. The podcast that knows it's not the most advanced ship in the fleet, but tries anyway. I'm your host Craig, and I'm leading a discussion on the nerd overload that was San Diego Comic Con. We've got superheroes, we've got Star Trek, we've got more superheroes, we've got more Star Trek, and a whole host of other stuff. Join us as we dig in and tell you what we think. First up, braving all the the torturous temperatures in Scotland, it's Chris. Hello. And also braving the torturous temperatures, well also... Coming out of retirement after what seems like 20 years, 25 years. We've got Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello. Welcome back from the abyss of your vineyard. Ah, yes, my vineyard. I've been, like, you know, um, yeah, brooding in the vineyard for the last 20 years. Tending the vines, walking the yeah. dog. Sorry, I'm just sticking my combat on because, you know, I just think I'll randomly stick it on my shirt for no reason. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For more on that, uh, we will talk about that a bit later on. Um, yeah, I'm just taking piss. Don't yeah. mind me. <laughs> okay, so we recently had San Diego Comic Con, which was Yay! a weekend of non-stop excitement, as far as I'm concerned. I, I, I literally sat on Twitter following the updates as they were coming in, looking for trailers as they were coming in, and going, why is that region locked? Oh no, there's one that's not region locked. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. It was quite exciting. It was exciting. Yeah, I was I was doing that, following all the DC news, all the Star Trek news, all the... Yeah, I didn't care about the rest. It was really just Star Trek news I was freaking out about. Yeah, Yeah, I was freaking about the Star Trek news. It's so exciting. Exciting! We'll get to Star Trek later on. Uh, Let's get through some of the miscellaneous stuff first, before we hit the franchises. Because, you know, people might not be super into some of those franchises. So, if you're not, then the first half of the podcast, roughly, will be okay. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through a list of stuff, just talk briefly about what we thought of what was revealed, what we saw, what we heard. Um, and we have three options. If you like what you saw, read or heard, kneel before it. If you didn't, rise against it. And if you don't care at all or haven't seen it or don't watch it, uh, you can sit on the fence, which is the, the rare thing that we bring in for such events. I kneel before no man. Well, you'll kneel before some of this stuff, I'm sure. We shall see. So, we have a format. I feel like we should bring some kind of spoiler in now, just in case people don't want to be spoiled about trailers, or maybe things connected to those trailers that we might talk about tangentially. So I'm just going to bring that in now. Black alert. Black alert. First up, I would like to talk about the trailer for His Dark Materials, which is the HBO adaptation of the Philip Pullman series of books it's a trilogy is that a trilogy yeah it's a trilogy um we had a film a few years ago which was rubbish um called the golden compass that had ian mckellen as a fighting polar bear which was fun but this looks i like it i think it looks really good i love those books i was disappointed in the film for that reason and this seems to be much more on point great cast as well james mcavoy etc uh Chris, what did you think? Have you seen this trailer? I have seen the trailer. It looks really, really interesting. I've got to admit that I haven't read the books. Um, so uh, with this, I'm just uh, interested to see it. It, it just looks uh, really good fun. So yeah, I'm up for it. 
definitely. I have not seen it. I'm not familiar with it, so I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's on the fence, okay. Um, I'm going to kneel before it. I'm looking forward to it. It might be one HBO thing I actually watch. I never watch HBO stuff. It's usually too, too <laughs> violent or explicit for me, so, you know, for my delicate sensibilities. Also, there's rarely any superheroes, so I'd kind of don't go near that. Um, or spaceships. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I really like the style of it. It's, you know, the sort of art deco way that they're doing some of it, and yeah, I'm up for all that. Yeah, so you kneel before as well? Yeah. Cool, that was easy. Maybe watch that when it comes on. Who knows? Um, next one, not sure if there's a, if this was a Comic-Con thing or if it was just before Comic-Con. Let's talk about it anyway. The much-anticipated sequel to Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise returns as the titular Maverick. He's still flying planes. He's too old to fly planes, but he does it anyway. I think it looks good. That's all I'm going to say about it. I think it looks really good. I like Top Gun, the original. And the sequel looks interesting. The the cinematography, the flight scenes look awesome. <laughs> they just look amazing. Even that uh, one that looks like The Rise of Skywalker. It does look a little bit like The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> but you, you, do you know what? You just look at it and you go, oh my god, this, you're just picturing it on a massive screen. You know, it seems a bit rubbish when you're sitting at home watching it on your laptop. You're like, I'm not doing this justice. I watch it on my 55-inch 4K TV, but, you know, whatever. whatever it's, it's not the size of your inches that counts, is what you do with it. <laughs> it when it comes to TV, it is absolutely the size it <laughs> I just wish it was bigger. Uh, yeah, so kneeling before Top Gun. I'm old enough to actually have seen Top Gun when it came out, and as though he's a divisive figure, I quite like Tom Cruise as an actor, and I find him entertaining, so I usually like the stuff he's in. I am looking forward to this. The trailer is pretty awesome. I agree his character should have been retired years ago, but it's movie magic, so yeah, I'll forgive them for that. Um, also, it's they're also wearing the, the wrong kind of helmets. It is also the plot, but they're also wearing the wrong kind of helmets, but, you know... I have to show Tom Cruise's face off, I guess. Um, but yeah, I am stoked for it. I am. Um, I refuse to say I'm kneeling before it and Tom Cruise, but yeah, you get the idea. <laughs> I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. I'm gonna go see it at the cinema when it comes out. Um, I I I agree with Chris. The cinematography looks pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'm 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 there. A unanimous kneel before for Top Gun. Then next up. This is really easy. We're taking these off, no problem. Uh, Yay! Next up, we have Cats, which I'm not sure if it's Comic-Con or not Comic-Con. Um, it's one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. That trailer is horrifying. But I'm kind of there for it as well. It has done what the trailer wanted, needed from me. has got me interested enough to go watch it. It's just so ludicrous that I have to see it. But it does look terrifying. Nick, have you seen the trailer for Cats? No, and um no, <laughs> I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen the musical. I'm not a musical guy. I make exceptions for um, the Greatest Showman and occasionally something else, but generally, I'm not a fan of musicals. Uh, I've heard it's. I've heard the trailer is horrifying, but I don't have an opinion because I haven't seen it myself. That's not very helpful, but you know that's where I am on it. I no, guess that's a fence. Yeah, that's a fence. All right. I'm actually going to kneel before it because. It's just insane, and I quite like insane sometimes. I, I'm going to rise against this. I, it just does not have a need for being. 
at all. <laughs> it's not. It is not necessary in any way. And then looking at the visuals of it, you're like, why? Why? Why make those choices? Why not just have people in outfits? <laughs> it just seems really, really weird. Uh, they've kind of gone through all the. Oh yeah, we're going to do motion capture and we're going to do this and that. And then the size of the cats, the fact that they're upright is kind of creepy. Uh, you know. Yeah. There's no way it'll be good, as far as, as far as I know. But I'm kind no. of interested. I think it's ridiculous. I, 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 I think it's going to be interesting for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I think the music will be fine. I think the actual songs and that will come over well. I just I I don't see it. It's got some good people in the cast. It, it's also got James Corden, and <laughs> you know, I, so it's like it, it, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, they've used all this new technology. Ooh, that's interesting, but it looks awful. Oh, they've got a great cast, yay! And James Corden. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like they've done everything they possibly can to sort of knock everything sabot- slightly off kilter. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we we did we got so close, we got so close, and then oh. And that's how I kind of feel with this. It's like, yeah, it's not my favourite musical in the world in the first place. So, yeah, rise against. Although James Corden has a following. I don't know how he's got it, but he has one. Oh, he has more than me. He's (laughs) got a following. Fair play to James Corden. And more than me. And more than Craig. All combined. But, yeah, no. (laughs) I I don't understand how, but there we go. Um, The mystery that is James Corden. I think he made some kind of like he found a monkey's paw or something like that and made a wish and he, you know you get to be famous but you also get to be James Corden so that, that's it that's what I think it's a wish with a um, with some kind of condition attached to it yeah so that's that so that's cats next up we have The Witcher which is the Henry Cavill it's not an adaptation of the video game as I first thought, it seems to be an adaptation of the books the video game is based on. So, I don't know. But the aesthetic is very like the video game. Um, I wasn't that impressed by the trailer, so I'm going to rise against the trailer. Although, I really want Henry Cavill to get a win. I like Henry Cavill. He's a nice guy, he seems. He's a good actor when he gets the opportunity. So I really want a win for the guy. Um, it's just a shame that the trailer looks kind of guff. It doesn't really captivate you that much. Now, the thing is, I've never played the game, so I don't have any sort of enlightened interest in this at all, apart from the fact that it's coming on Netflix and means I can make better use of my subscription. Um, but, yeah, kind of looks a bit bleh, trailer-wise. Yeah. Uh, Nick, have you seen it? I have not, and I haven't read the books or played the game, so, yeah. Another fence. On the fence, I'm afraid. Um, so, Chris, just for the sake of record-keeping... Uh, I'm going to f- go on the fence on this one. I can see why people are excited about it, but it's not really caught me yet. Cool. All right. So that's us rocket you through another one. Not much to say on these. Um, next up is the featurette on Terminator Dark Fate, The Return of Sarah Connor. Turns out the return of Eddie Furlong as John Connor, if anyone cared about that. I'm definitely rising against this. I think the Terminator franchise it died quite some time ago for me. Salvation was guff. Genesis was an abomination. I don't see how this is going to be any good. And it sounds like they're just throwing everything at us to make us want to watch it. You like Sarah Connor? You like Linda Hamilton? Here she is. Did you like Eddie Furlong? I guess. Uh, here he is. 
here's RNA, here's like all this other stuff. I'm really not that interested. Um, I think the Terminator franchise needs to fully reinvent itself to become relevant again, and this is not what that is by the looks of things. So, rise against, hard rise against. Oh, hard rise against. Does that count as two rises against? <laughs> no, it's just, just one, but very emphatic. Yeah, I mean, it it seems a bit like what you say. is like, oh, we're going to throw all this stuff. You like the way this Terminator acted? Right, we've got a Terminator that's like this. And we've got Linda Hamilton. We've got this. It's like, just try like the focus group to... And went, what did people like about these films? Okay, tick a box if you like this, this, this. And they went, right, all the bits that people liked about that, into here. And go. And, yeah, I kind of feel like you, that it needs a gap. It needs space like a lot of space for people to sort of go into that nostalgic bracket and go, yeah, I'm actually ready to watch another one of these. Because I don't think there's that many people that are crying out for it. It seems like one of these ones that they've got the rights to, so they've got to use. Yeah. Can't we just get season three of the Sarah Connor Chronicles? I love that show. I'm going to completely disagree with you guys. Um, I like what I'm seeing from it, and I have a lot of trust in Tim Miller. So... uh, and I don't really care if it's the greatest hits. I liked what I see. I think they're trying to move the franchise along, but I like the fact that they've got Linda Hamilton back. Eddie Furlong, meh, meh, well, you know. Yeah, young John Connor's good, so let's catch up with him if he, hopefully they've dried him out and got him back in shape and, you know, not that I can claim to be in shape, but yeah, I, I am completely looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. It may suck, it may not, but I am going to go see it at the cinema and I'm going to enjoy it and hope that I'm not disappointed by it. You know what? I did not hate the last two Terminator movies. They were not amazing. They were not as terrible as you guys make them out to be. Although um, the guy playing Reese in the last one is a block of wood who should not be allowed near a movie, near any kind of acting role ever again. Ever, 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 ever. I mean, this is the guy they cast to play... um, John McCain's son? Really? Really? Bruce Willis has personality. This guy has none. Well, I mean, John maybe he has personality. John McClane. John McClane. <laughs> Misspoke. John McClane's son? <laughs> Bruce Willis has charisma. This guy does not. I can't even remember his name at the moment. Try Courtney. Uh, he has no charisma at all. So, yeah, um, he was kind of the weak point in a lot of that for me. But, uh, eh, you know... I will go see it. I will either enjoy it or not. Hopefully I enjoy it. We shall see. So I'm going to kneel before Sarah Connor. We found the one guy that liked Genesis. So that, I guess that proves the the exception that proves the rule. Finally. Although I have to add, it's like, yeah, season three of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, I would be up for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought Cersei completely owned that role. Um, If that's who, uh, what's her name is? Um, then sure. Lena Headey, that's it. If that's who that is in Game of Thrones, then sure. I've never watched Yep. Lena Headey. Ugh. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Okay, so, Chris, were you a rise or a kneel or a fence or... Uh, I was a rise on that. Cool. Two rises and a kneel. Interesting. Okay, up next, we have V, which is coming back in its original form. Uh, the original cast... However many years on, I don't know how many years it's been since it ended, it's coming back. I never watched it, although I did see the, the reboot that ran for two seasons. I think seasons. it's about 35 years. 35 years, alright. Yeah, it was the early 80s. Yeah. So I saw 82 or 84. Okay. 
Um, I, saw the, I saw the reboot that was on, I forget which network, but it was like a who's who of TV sci-fi actors at the time. You had mm-hmm. Marina Bakker in it, you had Alan Tudyk, you know how, um, and so on. Uh, just everybody that was kind of cutting about in the kind of sci-fi fantasy space at that point would appear in that show at some point. Uh, I liked that version of it, but I haven't seen the original. So I did not watch the reboot at all. I probably should have benefited. It's all right. I mean, if you ever have some time, you could do worse. Cool. Which is, you know, that's not going to appear in the DVD case or anything like that, but... You could do worse. Maybe before could do worse. <laughs> Maybe if it's the best quote they can get, uh, they'll, they'll use it. Uh, so I'm going to sit on the fence for this one. I think it's great for people that enjoyed it that they're getting it coming back. But isn't it just another example of those things that just come back because everything's coming back? I mean, which we will talk about a bit later on. But you know, um, it's a thing now. Definitely a thing now. I'm I'm quite interested in seeing this and seeing where they pick up. Um, yeah, it it might be it might be absolutely great. So yeah, I'm I'm we've not really seen enough, so I'm gonna have to sit on the fence with it because you know we've only kind of got news. We've got no idea what they're doing with it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, are you on the fence? Are you kneeling before? I am not. I am completely in favour of it. I watched it first run in the eighties. Um, it was must-see TV at the time. I think it came out around about the same time as the Olympics. Um, and it, it was, you know, everybody was talking about it. It was must-see television. And I loved it. It was one of those shows, you know, that I had to see. Um, I was a big fan, actually. And uh, it was a good show. I have watched it since. I have to say, I don't think it holds up quite as well as it maybe could have. Um, but it is very much a product for this time. So a revival with the original cast, I am totally there for that. I have to say, I don't think it's so much a case of everything's coming back. Kenneth Johnson's been trying to get a revival with the original cast going for about 20 years, if not longer. So, you know, he's been working on that for a long time. And I have a lot of trust in Kenneth Johnson. I mean, he did the original. He did the, he did the Incredible Hulk TV series, um, Alien Nation. He's got a lot of very good genre TV under his belt. So I have a great deal of faith in him to actually produce something that's good. But we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Cool. Um, yeah, the... As I said, the reboot was fine. I might give this a go. I might go back and watch the original, but you said it doesn't age all that well. Well, that's probably not a fair assessment of it, to be honest. I think the story holds up well. Um, it's fun and it's entertaining. It just it 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 just is a product of its time. Um, they're talking about a HD remaster of it, actually. So I'd probably buy it if it comes out. And watch it in HD glory, and I think they were talking about recropping the aspect ratio and stuff like that. But I, you know, if I sat, if it came on TV, I would sit and watch it, and I would enjoy it. Cool, decent. So that's exciting for people that like V. Really. Yay! Yeah. Okay, so next on the docket is Snowpiercer, which is it seems to be a TV adaptation of the film of the same name uh, that stars Chris Evans of all people, as in Captain America, not the. TV presenter in the UK who's horrible. That would just be weird. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's got him, Tilda Swinton, um, Ed Harris. He's in it too. Uh, 
it's a great film. Um, the TV series. I don't know how much it's extra it's got to say. However, it could be a situation where you've got this, you've got this world that exists on the train that they can now explore in greater detail because it's a TV series. Um, and it was an interesting world. I don't know if they can do anything different with it or interesting with it or extra with it, but we'll see. I'm definitely going to kneel before it for now. Uh, the trailer looks great. It has Jennifer Connelly in it, and she's always a win. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite excited for it. Snowpiercer was one of these films at the Edinburgh International Film Festival that I missed, and everyone came out of going, oh, my God, did you see Snowpiercer? <laughs> And I was really annoyed that I missed out. And I was like, well, don't worry, it'll be on UK uh, cinema screens really, really soon because everyone's yeah. raved about it. And it's taken years just for it to appear on Netflix. Um, I finally got to see it, really enjoyed the film, could see why lots of people were sort of raving about it. It's a really interesting sort of world to explore and sort of reasons why things have ended up the way they are. The only bit I'm concerned about with the TV show is I don't really know where they can go with it because of the nature of, basically, everyone is trapped on the same train, which you've already seen from the back to the front. So, yeah, I, as much as I'm interested to see what they do with it, at the same time, I'm also wondering what where they can go with it. I suppose they can show everything in more detail, but ultimately is the story not going to be almost a carbon copy just slightly more drawn out so are you worried the plot will go round in circles yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the plot is going to go around and round and round and round <laughs> yeah i'm kind of worried that okay we, we we know how this story ends in a way i'm interested to see you know the the coup and, and what happens and how it escalates it, it could be absolutely brilliant. I just have the feeling that there's going to be a bit of repetition in there for people that have seen the film. Yeah. Nick, have you seen Snowpiercer? I have not, but now I kind of want to. Yeah, it's a really good film. Um, the TV series may or may not provide something extra. Who knows? Cool. But um, did you see I'll the trailer it for it? Or? I didn't. Cool. Right. I'm going to kneel before the trailer. I will trailer. check it out. Cool. I'm going to kneel before the trailer. Chris, I'm guessing you're kneeling before as well. I am a kneel, yes. Uh, Nick, from your dialogue, I'm guessing you're on the fence. On the fence. Yeah, cool. That's that. So up next, got Watchmen, uh, which is an HBO show again about superheroes. When I said that superheroes don't type to appear on HBO earlier, I was proven wrong in my own podcast. Um, I'm going to rise against the trailer. I didn't like it. and I think it looks crap. Uh, I'm not that enthusiastic about it. It just it just looks like it's not for me. Plus, it has Damon Lindelof involved, and I'm not a huge fan of that guy. I think he's overrated, and everything I've seen of his I've not liked. So, I'm not even sure I'm going to watch it, if I'm honest. There we go. There's a damning indictment of it. I do love Watchmen, and I love um, Zack Snyder's movie. But I'm not I'm not here for this. With me, I'm kind of on the fence with this one. Uh, the trailer looks okay. I'm maybe not as down on it as you are, but it's not something that I'm particularly jumping to watch. And, and I can't put my finger on it. It's not one that sort of hits my list. I'm sure I will end up watching it at some point, but I don't think it's one that I'll be, like, clambering to get to as soon as it appears on screen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with this one as well. I do like the movie. I think the trailer's kind of meh. Um, it's not bad, but it's not great. It doesn't pull me in. 
Um, it might be okay. We'll see. Uh, like you, I'm not hugely thrilled by the fact that Damon Lindelof's involved. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Though some wounds just never heal. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, plus Lost was crap. I don't care. Fight me. Nah, I've never, I gave up on Lost. <laughs> At least it's not Bob Orky. <laughs> Yeah, let's not um, let's not get down uh, that rabbit hole. <laughs> Rise yeah. against Bob Orky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so that's Watchmen. Not much more to say about that, really. I mean, it is a two-minute trailer, uh, or four minutes, or however long it is. Uh, this one will be a really brief one. The Orville is going exclusive to Hulu, which is something that so surprised me. Uh, is this Disney's influence creeping in? It's like we'll keep this around, but we'll shove it over here. Um, I saw um, Seth MacFarlane tweeting yesterday or today that the reason, or it was somebody else was retweeting him anyway, one of the cast or crew, um, that the reason was so that they weren't tied to a particular episode length, because he has to be like 42 minutes if he's on broadcast TV. Yeah. Whereas on Hulu, if it's going to be 47 minutes, you can make it 47 minutes, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm not sure how much of that I believe. Um I tend to think the truth on that is somewhere in between. Fox is not great with sci-fi. I suspect the only reason the Orville hasn't been cancelled is Seth MacFarlane's involvement anyway. Um, yeah, I think he's probably managed to keep it on the air, which is good going, to be fair. Um, so yeah, moving to Hulu might be a good thing for it. It might be a good place for it to go. Um, although I'm kind of struck by the irony of all the people that jump to it as the real Star Trek and not having to pay for it, who are now going to have to pay for it. So, <laughs> um, oops. I wonder what will happen to outside of the US. That'll be the interesting one. Yeah, I, I'm pretty, I think I saw a tweet saying they didn't think there was going to be any change there, but I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish we'd get Hulu over here because I want to see the new Veronica Mars as well, which is on Hulu, but where yeah. are we getting it? Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah uh, where is it? Um... So, I mean, it may well be that we'll get Hulu over here. I think we're probably, I mean, we're almost certainly going to get Disney Plus. Well, no, that's already confirmed. We're definitely getting that yeah. in November. Yeah. yeah, I. So, I mean, we may get Hulu sooner or later. Who knows? Do, do Disney um, own Hulu yeah. in the States? Is that right? They own a chunk yes. of it, a big chunk of it. They don't Is own it just it all. a chunk? Okay. I think it's something like 60%. Because right. when, when they bought Fox, they got like majority shares in it or something like that. Like, and. Mm-hmm. But there, it, there is still part of it that's... Well, certainly elsewhere. some of the, Mar- the new Marvel stuff going to Hulu as well, because Ghost Rider's going to Hulu. Yeah. You would, you I really would wish Runaways are still there. Mm. I really wish they'd send Daredevil there, but never mind. <laughs> you, you would think that because Disney own Hulu in the States and they're going to open their platform here, then rather than trying to get a split offering in the UK, they would maybe try merge libraries a little bit with the new service starting here and go, we're coming over here with all maybe. these programmes that are on Disney plus yeah. some bits that we've got links I mean, to over here yeah yeah i mean there's talk that hulu is going to be the more kind of adult channel and disney's going to be the more family friendly channel but i don't know how much truth there is to that i mean you just um, do what netflix do and like sandwich it off you know have the kids section hmm. in the adult yeah thing. well that's yeah. not a bad idea uh, who yeah. knows who knows uh but yeah i mean i if it was on who well i guess there may be stuff on hulu i'd want to watch if we got hulu over here so i'd probably subscribe but I will watch the Oliverville in whatever venue it comes to the UK. I like the show. I like the cast. Um, it's not a particularly deep show, but you know, 
I like 90s Star Trek, yeah. so, you know, and it feels like 90s Star Trek. Yeah, I like the I like the show. If it is the reason they're moving it is to not restrict episode length, that's concerning because I often feel like the episodes are maybe 10 minutes too long in some cases. Uh, so yeah, that's a problem with a lot of things, I guess, yeah. yeah. So... I, I, like I not restricting episode yeah. length. Okay. I think that is only part of the story. I think there's a lot more to it than that. And I wonder if, with the Disney purchase, if they've said, "Well, this show's not that successful, actually, considering how much we're spending on it." Can we re- yeah. look at this? Um, and I do think a lot. I do think the reason it wasn't cancelled already is Seth MacFarlane. Mm. The guy I mean, has a lot of pull. He's a successful guy. I did read a, another insight which was that they were saying that they the network wanted episodes a lot sooner they wanted the next season really early on and they were kind yeah. of kicking back saying that they needed to polish stuff more and and you know spend more time on it they weren't wanting to sort of bash out another season and and well, that ruin seems it. reasonable so this was an option say, you know yeah i mean that's possibly true i mean i have to say i think over a year until the next season, I think that's a long delay, and I'm not sure that's going to do them any favours. Oh, yeah, you'll forget about it by then. Or lots of yeah. people will forget about it by then. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose if it's on streaming, does it matter? Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. I mean, it's especially given the, the, the glut of content that is going to be coming from the other side of the fence. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek coming up soon. Yeah. Yeah, another tease for later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indeed. So for the Orville moving platforms, I'm going to sit on the fence. I don't think it makes a lot of difference to me, so I'm going to sit on the fence with that as well. I'm going to join the three of you on the fence, uh, mainly just for the, the, the moving on to Hulu thing, because I don't think it's going to make much of a difference to this side yet. Um, though, yeah, yeah well, we will Espe- see what especially, happens. Um, especially how some people manage to get a hold of content over here it wouldn't matter yeah i mean um the orville and getting another season i'm happy for and um, but the yeah moving to who doesn't make too much of a difference my side yeah season Ditto. two was a significant improvement over the first for sure oh yeah definitely so hopefully the third season will continue that trend of improving yeah uh, hopefully uh Next up, more sci-fi. This is more of a Chris one. I'm just going to sit on the fence immediately because I've never seen it. The Expanse, there was a trailer for the fourth season. So, Yay, we're getting another season. As a, as a fan, <laughs> did you enjoy the trailer? Did you not enjoy the trailer? I, I did enjoy the trailer. I think it looks really interesting what they're doing with it. Uh, I'm just over the moon that we're getting another season of it, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, we get to see After them exploring the new world. Emotions. Yeah, after toying with me and batting me about and sending me from all all corners, you know, it took a very big protracted campaign for it to get to get greenlit for a, a season. So, um, yeah, no, it looks it looks really interesting. We get to see uh, the Rossinati landing on a planet, which is kind of cool because um, they did they released sort of a bit of extended footage as well as the trailer, so we got to see all that. There's some interesting looking characters. They've pulled in some new actors and things in there as well. So. Yeah, really looking forward to where they're going with this. I mean, obviously I've read the books, so I kind of know what is going to happen. I'm just interested in seeing how they show it. And they have deviated uh, sometimes from it, so there'll still be surprises in there for me. Cool. So that's a nail from you. Oh, yes. Uh, Nick, what are you on this Well, one? I haven't watched the trailer yet because I haven't finished season three, but I'm going to default 
Neil for this one because I think The Expanse is an awesome show and I am just thrilled it's getting a fourth season as well. So, yeah, great cast, great writing, <sighs> looks amazing. Obviously, can't comment on the trailer because I haven't seen it, but The Expanse in general is an amazing show and I am thrilled it's getting another season. Well done, Amazon, for saving it. Woo! Yeah. I had a similar experience with Lucifer. I'm like, ah, oh, thanks. And now they've announced that there's a final season of that, so... Uh, Fine, let me say goodbye. That's okay. I'll live. Rather than just take it away from me at the last second. Uh, fine, yeah. Uh, the Lucifer thing isn't included, I just thought I'd mention it. Uh, okay, Westworld is up next. There was a trailer for that. Also not seen it. Chris, this is more for you again. Woo! They're ditching <laughs> the Wild West setting, aren't they? Um, this time, that's all I know. Yeah, I mean, we get we get hints at some of the settings that they might have in this, in, including uh, one of the world wars, by the looks of it. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting some of the settings that they've chosen uh, for this one. Last season we got uh, Shogun World. Um, this season it looks like we're getting a little bit of um, a little bit of a war, um, which I'm supposing is overtones for what the rest of the show is going to be, giving the ending of season two. Um, so yeah, I'm um, looking forward to this. There were bits that kind of annoyed me a bit about season two. Um, some of the ways that they did things and choices that they made in trying to mess with the audience, but because they had done it in season one, you kind of expect it in season two. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Trailer looks interesting. I'm, I'm just interested to see where they pick off, uh, to be honest. And I say that a lot with these shows, but. You know, they they sort of paint themselves into a corner narratively, and then I'm interested in how they they pick their way out of that. So yeah, I'm 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 up for it. So that's a Neil. I'll be a fan. <clears throat> um, I'm definitely a Neil. I have not unfortunately seen season two yet, although I do have it in my iTunes account waiting to be watched. Um, I am again glad it's getting a third season. Um, I can't comment on the trailer because I haven't watched it because I haven't watched season two yet. But I am thrilled. I think it's a solid show. Uh, again, it looks amazing. It's well written. I love the cast. I'm a huge fan of Evan Rachel Wood. She is amazing. Um, yeah, I am looking forward to it. Cool. Okay. So that's that. I managed well, to good. do it spoiler-free, especially for Nick. <laughs> Yay! Yay for spoiler-free. I like spoiler-free. Yeah, cu- custom, custom spoiler warnings yeah. Uh, internally. Yeah, so um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump about the agenda a bit because I think it's appropriate that we finish on Star Trek. So next up, we're going to take a trip into the DC TV universe where there's lots going on. Lots and lots going on. So we've got individual trailers for Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Batwoman and Black Lightning. None of them really told us that much. They were all a lot of them were sizzle reels made up of previous footage. For Supergirl, we get the impression that um, so we'll start there. With Supergirl, we get the impression that the theme of this season is about how people are addicted to technology. So people have their face buried in their phones, so they never really pay attention to anything. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was checking my text. Oh, <laughs> see, case in point. Yeah, so. Um, Supergirl's been doing these kind of larger themes the past couple of years uh, to mostly success, except every episode still has to end with her punching something. Um, so I'm okay with how, that. How you feed that in when the people not paying attention because they're on phones all the time is... I'm interested to see how they do that. Uh, Lena, potentially, as a possible villain. 
I mean, I don't like that idea. I don't like that idea at all because I think they've successfully dodged that up until now. But again, it's a trailer. It could be sensationalising it for people like me who are like, nope, don't like it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I like the new costume. Uh, you know, the Flash gets a costume every year, a new suit every year, but the Supergirl, she's held out for five years and finally has a new costume. With trousers this time. <laughs> um, although it has the same problem all the modern Superman's costumes have for me. Not enough red. Too much blue. Um, but yeah, I think the Supergirl trailer looks decent. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Chris, what do you think? A uh, trailer looks alright. I'm, I'm kind of the same as you, where it's like every season they sort of deal with a uh, real world inverted commas issue in a super girly way. Um, so super girly, way. super girly way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this, the you know, like you say, they're tackling the technology thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm a bit like you. I'm disappointed if they're going to go down the lane as a villain route because they've spent the last few seasons going, ha she's she's maybe going to be a villain. No, she's not. Maybe she's going to be a villain. No, she's not. And I was kind of like, yeah, don't make her a villain because you're going to go down a too obvious path here. And if they do that, it will be a bit annoying. So I hope it's sort of a double bluff that they've left us with at the end of the last season, as you can hear in an elongated Supergirl podcast, which is probably in the show notes, knowing Craig. Um, <laughs> oh, it will be with all the other spoiler casts. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I covered most of it in that. So yeah, with this, yeah, looks all right. But the trailer doesn't really give you much. I could sit on the fence with every single one of these trailers because it basically just recaps what I've watched over the last few years as I previously on. And what do you think of the new costume? Uh, yeah, sure, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't you know like like you say every year it was like they go da da new flash costume new supergirl costume and I'm like nah it's okay yeah that looks so alright you're, you're on the fence for supergirl trailer I am on the fence I'm going to kneel before it uh, Nick have you seen that um, I haven't seen the trailer I have kept up with the news and I did look at pics of the new costume I like the new costume actually um, I think getting rid of the stupid skirt and giving her trousers is actually a good thing um I'm usually not blown away by the Flash costumes. I'm usually pretty kind of like, yeah, don't really care, to be honest. Um, but this is kind of like, I guess some people are going to hate it, but I like the fact that they've given her trousers. Um, I also agree, I really hope they're not going to go down the lean of his villain route this year. That would piss me off. Um, I like the character. I like the fact... And I mean, it's such a stupid reason for her to be villain as well. It really, really is. Um, yeah. Uh, last season I got kind of bored with last season to be honest I thought the first half of it was dull as dishwater but it really did pick up in the second half Uh, and the second half was really good I really enjoyed the second half so I think they often have pacing problems on Supergirl and could do with less episodes maybe Supergirl should follow down oh yeah well that's true but so maybe Supergirl should do what um Legends does and have a shorter season um, which seems to work for Legends but yeah I found the first half of Supergirl last season really dragged but the second half was really good I'm repeating myself now but I guess I am mostly on the fence for that one okay cool mostly uh, on the fence let's move on to the flash we have a narrator uh, we have a yeah the narrator of the trailer is the new villain a guy called Bloodwork who wants to get rid of metahumans because he thinks they're a disease or something. I don't know. 
I, I suspect by the time we're on episode 20 I'll be sick of him um, which is funny for a guy that wants to cure disease uh, can we cure you? no um, the trailer is <laughs> mostly wager, just... I may be sick of him by episode 5 but, yeah, well know. yeah um, if, if previous outings are anything to go by yeah, yeah. I mean we, we give the flash a good kick in on almost every podcast um, the trailer is just largely shots of stuff we've seen before uh, I think I, I like um, what's his name Sendel Ramamurthy he's a good actor he was good in Heroes when mm. he was in that if, if anyone wants to revisit that nonsense uh, so well, the beginning of Heroes was alright yeah, <laughs> it's, what they, don't, it's don't what they did with it anymore. later that was the yeah. problem <laughs> yeah. certainly don't watch Heroes Reborn oh, that shouldn't have happened it was dreadful um, I don't know we'll see I've kind of I'm kind of expecting the flash to be crap every every time now so that's that's a problem that the show has it's lost a lot of good faith for me over the years and um, I'm kind of just habit watching it now uh, the upcoming crisis on infinite earths which the flash will almost certainly be a a, a solid lead in for I'm amped for that so let's see how that pans out. Yeah, I don't know if so all fence, these. Fence, sorry, fence. So I don't know if all these um, trailers for these programs are going to suffer because of the the whole crisis thing, where it's like, oh well, we can't reveal too much about what's going on, and it's, you know. But every every year at Comic Con, they sort of do these recap reels with a couple of scenes that they've shot, uh, a couple of CGI bits that are yeah, added. Because they barely started. Because yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair to them, it's like bad timing in the year for <laughs> Comic Con to be. Um, it, yeah, it, it doesn't look that funny to me. I mean, if the whole thing is I want to cure the world of metahumans, then wasn't that Cisco's whole blooming arc in the last season? Uh, it would be a really shame if the guy discovered that there was a vaccine sitting somewhere. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a bit like, well, what's the point? <laughs> it just doesn't seem, you know, someone's going, I want to rid the world of metahumans. If only there was some medicine somewhere that some scientists had cooked up and offered very publicly on the news only, <laughs> I don't know, a few months ago, then that it would solve this problem. So, yeah, with me, I'm actually going to rise against this one. <laughs> as much as as much as we've not seen much of it, I'm just going to rise against it early. <laughs> I'm just going to get it in. I'm just going to kick it early. This podcast is no exception. Yeah. Um, and the new costume... I haven't noticed any difference, so that's something. Yeah, but he definitely has a new one. He has a chin strap this time, I think. I think that's about the only difference. Uh, big deal. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what did you think of the, the Flash? Yeah, I thought the trailer was okay. I mean, I, say, I often have. To, I like the Flash. I like the cast. I often have the same problem with the Flash that I have with Supergirl. The first half of the season is tedious uh, and drags and teases too much and then it tends to get better in the back half but I don't know I mean I didn't like um, Ramon's arc last season I yeah it just didn't work for me it's like oh so he doesn't want to be a metahuman anymore he wants to go up his powers really okay whatever that makes no sense for this character at all but hey you know um, yeah I want to cure all the metahumans that was kind of out of nowhere but yeah um, yeah, I I guess I'm on the fence with Flash. I'd say I like the Flash. I like the setup they always set. But then it just bore, not even bore me, just kind of doesn't hold my interest initially. I, I think, again, I think they should have less episodes and be more concise. Join so, my campaign. <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah, I'm going to say I'm on the fence. Yeah, I, I usually find the flash starts off fairly tedious and then gets way worse by the end of the season. Uh, so I usually find it gets part. better, but you know. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's the flash. Uh, Arrow. The trailer is, as far as I could tell, no new footage. However, I don't think so. Yeah. However, I'm going to kneel before this because I am. Well, I'm not ready to say goodbye to the show, to be honest. Uh, we did a whole podcast about how upset we were when the show ended, or was announced as ending. Um, it's According to the producers, Arrow, as you know it, is dead. It no longer exists. This is almost like a time-travel, reality-hopping love letter to the series that celebrates everything that they accomplished and everything they've done and brings back some familiar faces and, and all that kind of stuff. So, on that token, I'm really interested to see how they do it. Um, how are they going to feed in the, the supporting cast? Are we going to see alternate versions of them? How does I mean, this will be the one that builds up to Crisis on Infinite Earths most, like the most, because it's because of the I guess the the differing premise of it. But I'm really I'm really excited to see what they'll do with it. I have faith that they will give it a good send off, and I'm going to miss it. Uh, it's my favourite of the CW Arrowverse shows, and it'll be a shame to see it go. I'm a bit with you on this one. What I've heard about the season, yes, the trailer, eh, it's a recap again, <laughs> which I'm guessing is all heavily because of, well, spoilers and we've not shot it, like I said earlier on. So um, on paper, I should be on the fence, but I'm a bit like you. I'm going to kneel before it because, do you know what, it's probably going to be a cracking season. So if, if they disappoint us with this, they will have ruined the entire the entire thing. <laughs> it's like, surely you can't go wrong with this. Surely. Yeah. Uh, Nick, what do you think of the, the Arrow stuff? I, I, I'm the same as you guys, to be honest on this. Um, I like Arrow a lot. It sometimes, again, has the same problem as too many episodes in a season. But I think it Not so generally holds my... <laughs> Not so this season, no. I wasn't that keen on the jump forward stuff, though. Um, I'm hoping they're going to resolve all that and tie that up this season. And I'm quite excited about the fact that it's a shorter season, but I am going to be sorry to see it go. I like... Uh, yeah, I like Stephen Amell as Oliver Queen, and I'm gonna be, I hope they're not going to kill him off. I hope he's going to crop up in guest spots on the other shows from time to time. Maybe on when they do their big crossovers every year, they'll bring back Arrow for that. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss the show. I am going to give it a thumbs up. I will kneel before it. I um, The trailer was neither here nor there. Like you say, it's just stock footage. But it was well done. Um, yeah, I'm going to miss the show. And I hope it lives up. And I hope they give us a good payoff. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to cover Black Lightning because I haven't watched the teaser because I haven't seen the actual the end of the second season so there's no point but if anybody wants to weigh in then go ahead I haven't even finished watching the first season okay um, I watched the first season but it's good start the second <laughs> yeah, yeah I just um, I, I liked I, what I saw of it I just lost my wager in the second season and the, all the reviewing was getting on top of me and then I just stopped mm. uh, I will pick it up and reef and, and finish it because I was enjoying it, but um, but yeah. So on to the new girl in the Arrowverse, Batwoman. We got a teaser. It's people getting tattoos of the Batwoman symbol, and then she wanders in and says something, and that's about it. Um, uh, we we've talked about the Batwoman teaser on earlier podcasts. I think the the trailer that they released before 
wasn't that good. Uh, I'm confident the show will be good, but I'm I'm worried that they're going to be like they're going to be leaning too heavily into the in, in kind of man-hating feminism, which is why I hate the new Charmed, because um, it's not necessary. You know, you shouldn't be belittling other people to send your own message. Um, but I'll watch it. So I'll go on the fence for the Batwoman teaser. I'm still not convinced that we need this show, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence and reserve judgment until I see an actual proper episode of it. We've only seen her interacting in another show's slot, so I can't judge it by that. And there's not been much in the way of tr- you know new footage or anything for this. So yeah, I'm going to have to sit on the fence for it. Cool. Nick, uh, I am probably mostly on the fence. I agree that we probably don't need the show. But I'm fairly optimistic that it'll be good. Um, I'm not really getting the same man-hating vibe, I guess, you are from this. I don't really see it that way. But, you know, eh. I'm, it's, it's the I'm looking about, forward to um, it. Yeah, I, the suit will be perfect when it fits away. I think you're reading way too much into that. I think that's just being a little bit overly sensitive. I think the internet's being a little bit overly sensitive about that. I mean, it's a gag, you know. Yeah, and don't discuss- take it too seriously. Oh, I'd never take anything on the CW. I'm just teasing you, <laughs> but but you know, I, I that that does not bother me in the slightest. So I, I yeah, I don't think it's going to be man hating. I think it'll be entertaining. Um, but I agree that I'm not sure that we need it. But you know, I'd be happy to get a Batman show. Yeah, but then, yeah. do we really need a Batman show? Yeah, in fact, don't cancel Arrow, just keep Arrow going. Yeah. Stephen Amell has to do this until he's like 70. That's it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'm Why good not? with that. We'll still watch it. I yeah. am good with that. Yeah. So, on to the big one. Uh, we have Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is the crossover event this year, and it's insane. It's it's sort of end game scale on television, uh, by the way they're talking about it. It better not disappoint, but we have so much stuff. Um, so Brandon Routh is returning as Superman, as the Kingdom Come version of Superman, which is kind of a alternate future timeline thing. I will link the Kingdom Come story in the show notes. I'm not going to sit and explain it here, but that's exciting. Tom Welling's in talks. Um, Linda Carter's in talks. Uh, Burt Ward is returning as the '60s possi- '60s Robin, possibly. Although I would quite like it to be an old fat Nightwing. I would quite enjoy that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, apparently the Titans from the the DC Universe streaming show that nobody likes um, are going to be in it as well. So they're pulling out all the stops here. It's it's insane. I mean, for five episodes, I'm wondering how they're going to cram all this in. But I kind of want. I definitely want to see how they're going to do it. I think um, there's other defunct DC properties they could mine from. Like, you know, what's Chris O'Donnell doing? Get him back. As the Batman Forever version of Robin, why not? So yeah, I think um, I think this could be the crossover event to end all crossover events, and uh, if they do it right, and I'm really excited. Um, so much news about it. Um, I'm yeah, I'm just amped. So definitely kneeling before. Chris, 
Oh, crisis. I'm definitely kneeling before a crisis. You know, that's my whole state of being. Um, the, um, <laughs> the, the news that we've heard so far, yeah, it all sounds good. I mean, we kind of talked about it in the, 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 the podcast about the, the sort of Arrowverse and what could be coming. Um, there's so much of this at the moment that's rumour, and I kind of have the feeling that there's a lot that will be held back, and it, it should be full of surprises, really, if they are genuinely talking to all these people. And it's not just smoke being blown around and them sort of testing the water to see what people want. Then, yeah, um, it all sounds quite interesting, really. Uh, all these alternate alternate universes and sort of pulling it all together. Because people got very, very excited last year just by the hint that there might be a little bit of Smallville in one episode. Um, that they got... <laughs> Yeah, you know, there was like one one lingering shot over a, a corpse and everyone just got giddy. Um, so you can imagine how mad everyone would go if they actually involved people, you know, like Tom Welling in this. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm all for this. Yeah. Uh, Nick, are you excited about Crisis? I, I am very excited. I mean, the, the crossovers tend to be the best part of the year for the DC mm. shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely the best part of the season. Um, Crisis sounds awesome. I am absolutely stoked about Brandon Ruth doing a turn of Superman. I Superman Returns is not an amazing movie. It was Returns, wasn't it? Returns. But yeah. it's a good movie. I enjoy it, and I loved Brandon Ruth's take on Superman. I think he, to this day, regret he did not get a second shot at the cape. So to see him getting to put it back on now I, I'm all for that I hope he's actually got something decent to do in it and it's not just a glorified cameo but I'm either way I am there for that and Tom Welling appearing I, I kind of want to see Tom Welling see do something else actually other than play Clark but who knows I'll, I'll be happy to see whatever he does in it he's but in Lucifer Ward, season 3 uh, okay so that's I don't watch Lucifer but Burt Ward, that's interesting. I'll be curious to see what they're doing with him. I don't know if the Linda Carter stuff's been confirmed, actually. There's there's some news about it, but there seems to be a question about whether that's definite or not. She's one of the... Um, but I hope it is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I hope it is, because I would actually like to see her reprise her um, her Wonder Woman. That would be kind of cool. Kind of cool. It'll be interesting to see how they explain the, the fact that these... Obviously, these actors have played different characters in the Arrowverse... In Brandon's yeah. case, some quite significant. You mm. know. Well, they have dropped some hints about him before because I mean, yeah. I think there was there was a point where Kara said, "Oh, you remind me of my cousin." You know, uh, no, it was stuff the other like way that. around. Um, it was, was when that? Ka- yeah, it was when Kara was kicking about and uh, ah, was it- Felicity said, "It's like looking in a mirror," and then Ray says, "She kind of reminds me of my cousin," mm. which is you know, right. A, a throwaway. I knew it was something like that. I couldn't remember yeah. the specifics, um, but yeah, so kind of cool, kind of yeah. cool. And Linda Carter is already the president or the former president, and um, she is. So an alternate so. version of her would be kind of cool. So yeah. it would be fun to see her as Wonder Woman. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how they'd make that work, Batman. but hey, I mean, he does TV. Yeah, yeah let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I'd, I'd be quite. Let's happy. not do that. Yeah. No, they have cast Batman for um, the show I'm not watching with Dick Grayson in it, Nightwing. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, in Titans. Titans. So, you know, they could always yeah. use him. The Titans are in Maybe it. they will. Yeah. Maybe they will. Yeah, Maybe he'll turn up on Batwoman at some point. There's infinite possibilities. And uh, 
Uh, Brandon Routh was saying he never quite got his chance to put his own stamp on the character of Superman, so this is his chance. And I think the the goodwill he's built up on the CW over the years by doing various mm-hmm. things for them is, is going to stand him in good stead as well. They won't wrong him, I don't think. You know, they won't do wrong by no. him. They're, they no. might be doing this as a favour to him, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe. We're doing this crossover event, this is our chance, you can be this version of Superman, it's completely yours, do whatever you want with it, you know, and then we'll never see it again. Well, guess, but whatever he does, I think he'll do it justice. So. I completely agree, yeah. Yeah. I still want Burt Ward as old fat Nightwing. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and he's walking. Still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting <laughs> bit of casting. I'll be interested. It's going to be weird seeing what they do with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. He did voice Robin in the two Adam West animated films that were pretty good. He did. He yeah. did. They were not bad at all. Yeah. William Shatner as Two Face. He was. That was good. That was good stuff. That was good. Yeah. Those were good movies, I have them. Cool. So I enjoyed them. That's a unanimous kneel, then, for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Let's kneel for Crisis. Oh, can't wait till December to see the first three parts. That'd be exciting. It's better than Christmas. Mm. Uh, so there was a brief teaser for Harley Quinn, an animated show starring Kaylee Kuko. Is that how you pronounce her name? Let's go with that. Something like that. It's Harley Quinn. It's kind of an adult animated, tongue-in-cheek type thing where she's sassing all the DC heroes looked alright I'll sit on the fence for it because I'm not sure how sustainable it is but as a teaser it was quite funny cool didn't see it but I would probably check it out I have seen I have seen the trailer but I'm kind of like you it doesn't really give you enough yet so I'm just going to fence on it at the moment yeah cool so that's Hop Universes 2 the Marvel Universe there is We'll cover it as one big entity because I guess it is. Uh, there was a rake of announcements. So movies we had announced were some stuff we knew already that was coming, but we got a bit more information on them. So we've got the Eternals and Black Widow, which we already knew about. Shang-Chi, which we already kind of knew about. But the surprises, we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Blade, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which surprisingly we got a title. And even more surprisingly, uh, we're getting Natalie Portman, who no one's expected to ever come back as uh, taking on the mantle of Thor. Wow, that's insane. Um, <laughs> and I mean, I'm excited for it. I just never thought it would happen. You know, I thought that there was kind of bridges burned where Natalie Portman was concerned. She didn't like working with Marvel. They didn't really want to work with her. So that's why they released her from her contract before Ragnarok happened. And now she's back and taking on a starring role. So... Maybe she just had a really good agent and they were like, see if you want to use any of her footage in Endgame, then you need to sign her up for a four-movie deal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you want to come back, Natalie? No. You can be Thor. Okay. All right, sure. <laughs> deal. Yeah. I I think, I think, I mean, a lot of that was she wasn't happy with the way her character was written. Um, and yeah, I can't really an blame her because Jane yeah. Foster was kind of meh. Yeah. And let's face it, the first two Thor movies were kind of meh um, Ragnarok was bloody awesome yeah. but the two bef- that came before it were not amazing so I think um, the director has made a big ch- change in things, Waititi yes. Taika Waititi, I can't know how to pronounce it yes. properly um, so I think 
she probably has a degree of faith in him, I hope, and that may be part of what's brought her back. But yeah, like you, I am amazed she's back. Uh, but I like Natalie Portman. I think she's a great actor, and I think she'll kill this. I think you give her good material, she will yeah. she will kill it. Yeah, and it doesn't We'll ignore stop... the prequel movies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. It doesn't stop him as worth hanging about as well, because he could just be this kind of aimless, strong guy that cuts about the MCU doing stuff. Uh, even still, you know, he's just not Thor anymore, so to speak. Uh, and at least in terms of the, what the title represents, rather than what his name represents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie is apparently going, finally going to get to be openly LGBT on in a film, rather than... She's bi. Yeah, She's we'll t- bi. We'll t- yeah, She's rather- bi. Woo. <laughs> but you wouldn't know that to watch Ragnarok. Not really. You would not, but apparently there was stuff shot that would suggest it, but it was, there was cut. Yeah. Yeah. And the actress was not thrilled because she's bi and she likes the representation. So, you know, that's that's all good. I'm very pleased with that. I'm looking forward to it. And like I say, did not like the first two Thors, but actually, with Taika Waititi on board, what I'm hearing about this, I'm looking forward to this one. Ragnarok was great. This should yeah. be good too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they'll do the cancer story that they did in the comics. Um, in the comics, Jane Foster has cancer, and every time she invokes the power of mm-hmm. Thor, she undoes any treatment that she's had. Uh, I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to do that. Uh, but Thor works differently in the MCU than they do in the comics. Um, yeah. In, in the comics, he's like a, a god that inhabits humans, or at least he used to be. I don't think he is anymore. Um, yeah. But when Jane Foster becomes Thor, she transforms into someone else, which I don't think will happen here. I think they'll just put Natalie Portman in um, armour of some kind, and she'll be carrying a hammer. And she'll yeah, I want to know how they're going to do it, because um, Majolnir no longer exists, so... They can make a new one. Hmm. They can make a new one, I guess, or maybe reconstitute the old one. It'll be interesting to see. I'm interested to see what they do with it. Um, yeah, I am totally buying this. The Eternal sounds cool. It's one hell of a cast. Still don't really know what it's going to be about, but and the the comic book version of this is super weird, so how they'll translate that is an interesting one. But you've got yeah, you've got a good cast, Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, um and so on. Richard Madden, not the football player. Apparently he's an actor. He was <laughs> in probably in Game of Thrones. Because wasn't everybody? Uh, that's that. Um, I'm. I don't know a huge amount about the Eternals. I just know that they're weird. Um, See, I was relying on your comic book knowledge for this one. To be honest, the Eternals yeah, is something that's in, way off my radar. It's in the show notes, <laughs> but it's it's as much of a gamble. Well, it's not a gamble anymore because it's the MCU. But it would be considered as much of a gamble as Guardians of the Galaxy probably was back in the day. You know, but. Um, remember when that paid off so they can do anything now Yeah. so that's the Eternals uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness what a title, great title, it's got Scarlet Witch in it which I'm amped for as well um, it's supposed to be the MCU's first horror but I think it's going to be a horror in the same way that Winter Soldier's a political thriller as in not um, and as long as they do some weird mind bending Doctor Strangey type stuff I'll be there for it, I think it'll be good uh, it's a good pairing to 
pair him with the Scarlet Witch given the power set, so that's fun. I'm glad they're doing more to actually, you know, explore Scarlet Witch. So yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I like Strange. I think he's one of the more interesting characters and you know, as Benedict Cumberbatch, you can't really go wrong there. Um, as long hopefully the script's as strong as the first Strange movie, because the first Strange movie had a pretty good script. Yeah. So yeah, cool. It should be good. Yeah. Just blow our minds. I hope it's good. Um, give us some kind of weird multiverse stuff. They keep teasing it, but not actually giving us it, so we'll see if they will actually do an MCU multiverse type situation. Yeah. It sounds sounds quite trippy. Um, you know, if they genuinely are like leaning into the madness side of it and, and yeah. what possibilities are out there, then yeah. I mean they could they could go all guns blazing for it. Yeah. The involvement of Scarlet Witch is really interesting considering her power set and you know, Doctor Strange's it'll be, you know, yeah. Quite trippy. Uh, Black Widow, it uh, sounds like it's a film to set up the next Black Widow. Uh, Florence Pugh's going to be uh, Yelena Belova, which is the second Black Widow. Or or another Black Widow, I'm not sure if it's quite the second one, but definitely a Black Widow. So it's a almost a passing of the torch thing, it's definitely a prequel. She's going to fight Taskmaster, he's a villain I like. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's about time, although it's weirdly beyond time that she should have got her own movie, but, mm. you know, I'm still Yeah, excited. I agree. Um, I'm excited. I like Black Widow and I like Scarlett Johansson. I I do wonder if we're going to get an end credit scene where we find out, actually, that Natasha's not dead. But, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. That would be a nice sting. Otherwise, we just get another Black Widow to carry us through the next few I days. mean, well, I think that's probably the more likely, but, you know, you never know. I mean... If Cap had to put like the Soul Stone back, does that mean her sacrifice is undone? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Is it a no backsies kind of deal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I just like to see them bring her back. I really like Natasha, but yeah, we'll see. Um, either way, I'm sure it'll be good, and I'm sure we'll enjoy it. Yeah, I'm a bit I agree, like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit like you guys. A bit of shame that she didn't get a movie earlier in this run, um, but. Yeah, glad that it is finally happening. Interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I think the other problem with giving a movie so late on is her death was very much glossed over in Endgame mm. um, because obviously they kind of they killed Tony and then they want to deal with Black Widow in the Black Widow movie. But yeah. actually, she died in that movie, so you should really deal with it there. So I think they've kind of punted some of that off to the Black Widow movie, which seems a bit unfair. But, yeah, I guess. I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if it will be bookended with um, Hawkeye and some other people sitting around discussing their memories of Black Widow. You know, memories of Natasha. Maybe. Nick Fury having a drink, just having a chat about Natasha and all that stuff. Well, that would be nice too, actually. Yeah. Might get to see Budapest after hearing about it. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Shang-Chi, almost pretty much an Asian cast. And they're bringing in the real Mandarin, which I didn't think they were ever going to do. That's, but I like the idea. And is it Tony Young that's playing the Mandarin? Something I can't like? remember. Yeah, I'm going to have to look that up because I can't. I think uh, the actor's name is called Trevor Slattery. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, my, I, I, I Tony too. Am, sorry. Yeah, I too. I'm glad they're finally doing the Mandarin proper. Well, I didn't really have a problem with what they did in Iron Man 3. Um, I did. But, but that's uh, I, I, I know what they were getting at. But, having said that, 
I'm kind of bummed that Tony Stark's dead now, so I kind of want to see Iron Man go up against the Mandarin proper. But, oh well. Well, Tony Stark's dead for now. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, who knows? Uh, I wonder if he'll have his... I mean, having his magic rings isn't out with the, the realms of possibility at the moment. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just another collection of stones that, that can do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something. Um, but yeah, Shang-Chi is kind of mystical based and it's kung fu and stuff. So if anything, the action should look cool. Should be oh, good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Blade, Mahershala Ali is playing Blade. And apparently it was his idea. That was, that was very much out of left field, considering how much... Um, Wesley Snipes has been pushing to return to the role as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, intro- introducing vampires to the, M- the movie and MCU now is um, oh, be interesting to see. I don't, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence about this one. Um, yeah, I'm quite excited. Uh, I wonder if they'll do the R-rated Blade film that they probably should do, though. You know, just spend a little bit less money on it. Don't shoot for that mass market appeal just make a kind of see yeah. that's the problem they probably are going to go for mass market yeah, I mean maybe they won't maybe they'll surprise us but yeah. yeah I know that that could be an issue and I think Blake kind of needs to not be PG-13 it needs yeah. to be a more adult movie um, I'm very sceptical that it will be but you know they don't have a lot of they haven't dropped the ball often, so you know, let's we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for now. Yeah, and I think this more or less confirms the Netflix shows don't count because Mahershala Ali had a significant role in one of them. So, well, yeah, but having said that, um, oh god, what's her name? Ah, oh, I can't remember, but there's one Alfred, of the actors from Alfred one of the movies Woodard. appeared. Yeah. Alfred Woodard, yeah. she was did both as well. So, yeah. although her role I don't know, is, I mean, her role in Civil War was very small. It was. I mean, I'm still holding out hope that once the two years is up, we might see Charlie Cox back as Daredevil. Mm. I'm not particularly worried about any of the others, to be honest, although mm. I did like Luke Cage. Um, I would like to see the Daredevil cast back. I thought the cast um, were fine. I had my issues with the actual shows themselves. The last I season of Daredevil was awesome. Oh, yeah, the, fir- the first the first, and final yeah. season of Daredevil were both great. The one in the middle, mm-hmm. not so much. Yeah. Um, a lot it of the was other up ones, and down. It was okay. Yeah, a lot of the other ones I could have done without um, and I kind of lost interest in. Mm-hmm. As much as some of the characters were good, Luke Cage, I agree with you, I kind of like Luke Cage, the rest, nah. I don't think they did as good a job with Luke Cage as they did. I get, the problem is, the cast on these shows were great. The problem is they didn't always, the writing didn't always serve them. No. Uh, and I think they, I think doing Iron Fist was probably a bad move because that was always going to get flack. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Do you stick to the story that, as in the comics where he's a white guy or appropriating kind of like, you know, another culture? Or do you, you know, cast somebody who's not white? Um, whichever way they went with that, they were going to get shot down. Yeah, because an Asian guy suddenly learning his roots through martial arts would be problematic in itself 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was an easy way to do Iron Fist, and I think it was... I'm not sure it was a good direction to go. I think that's one they probably should have given him a pass. But, you know, I didn't mind Iron Fist. I thought the writing was okay. I thought the cast were good. It just was the weaker of the shows and probably the weaker premise. Um, Jessica Jones, I like. But again, I don't always find the writing on Jessica Jones all that enthralling. Season two of that broke me and I'm not going to watch season three for that reason. I have watched some of season three, but not all of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I like the cast. The casts are good, but I still think, and I didn't hate Defenders, but again, it could have been better. I still think Daredevil was the strongest of all those shows, mm-hmm. um, both for Charlie Cox and for, um, oh, Jesus, who was playing Kingpin? Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. who is amazing in anything he does. So if they don't get Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin on a Spider-Man movie, they're idiots. I mean, they really are. D'Onofrio should be on Spider-Man. Yeah, I want to see him terrifying Tom Holland. Oh, man. It would just destroy him. Just, <laughs> you know, the poor yeah. guy. Like, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he's just too innocent. You can't put him in the same room as D'Onofrio. <laughs> but be it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Um, I know, but, you know, he would get to the final battle and he'd be gone. There is, there there has been quite a bit of speculation, actually, that, you know, Spider-Man's going to need a lawyer by the time the next movie comes around with all this fake news (laughs) about him. Yeah, and did you guys discuss as well, and discussion that, you know, maybe they should get Matt Murdock. I completely agree. They should (laughs) totally do that. Even if he's not Daredevil in it, just appear as Matt Murdock. Or just some guy called Matt. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. Yeah, I would love to see Daredevil well, on the Spider-Man movie, well, even just not, in a minor role. Well, we've not seen we've not seen a Spider-Man film announced on this slate yet, have we? We have it's, not. So but that's down to Sony to decide. Well, I'm guess that. that's down on Sony. But yeah. does that mean that uh, we're getting a couple of year gap and then they could actually do that? I don't know. It's entirely yeah. possible. I mean, the time. I mean, we're talking. Um, I mean, when was season three of Daredevil last year? Yeah. So 2021, the rights would get released. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's possible. I, Are they going to sit on Spider-Man that long? Probably not. But well, it'll take well, two years to make it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's up to Sony, I guess. Yeah, I can't see it. Sony not signing off on another one. To be honest. Well, they have to but, because it's in the contract. But um, yeah. I mean, in terms of when they want to start actually making it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Uh, it's an interesting thought. Uh, on the TV, On the TV side of the MCU, Disney Plus is seeming like a worthwhile investment. We have What If, which is what if random things in the MCU played out differently. So the first thing is Captain America, Peggy Carter's Captain America. I, I love that idea. I'm a huge fan of Peggy Carter. Um... And the thought of her, and I mean, she would be she would be awesome as Cap. So I'm totally there for that one. And I think they were talking about uh, Steve Rogers as an Iron Man in that as well. Well, we're, I've not <laughs> actually seen anything else as to this was it. ages ago. Peggy Carter is Iron as um, Captain America, but Steve Rogers gets an Iron Man suit built for him by Howard Stark. <laughs> uh, at mm. least that was certainly the premise that was being put around about God six months ago, a year ago. Okay. Um, whether it's changed since then, I don't know, but yeah. I'm guessing not if they're still talking about Peggy Carter as... as That's the Cap. first one, yeah. It's all animated and they'll get the yeah. voice talent involved, yeah. I guess, where possible. So I, I'm sure Chris Evans will do it. Yeah. 
Haley Atwell certainly will. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she comes back. She loves playing Peggy time. Carter, yeah. and she's so good at it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we can get Agent Carter season three on Disney Plus. Oh, I was really wanting amazing. them to announce that. <laughs> you know, uh, but if Agent Carter season three goes on Disney Plus, it has to be set further down the timeline when her husband appears. Yeah. <laughs> to, to put that, to put that, yeah, that, um, that speculation to bed. Yeah. I, I, I think at some point we will see that. Mm. It's it's too good an opportunity for them not to do that yeah. at some point. You know, even if it's like five years down the line, they talk Chris Evans into coming back and doing something. Yeah. Um, so what if? Sounds cool. Um, it does. Could be stuff like what if Steve signed the Sokovia Accords? What if Spider-Man was never recruited by Tony Stark? All that kind of stuff. Um, what if Thor took the throne in the first Thor movie? That kind of, you know, all this kind of stuff, and we'll see how it plays out in really crazy ways. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where you've got Zemo, he might have his weird sock mask thing that he wears. Uh, Agent Carter, the other Agent Carter, is in it. Uh, um, and I think it's going to be about Falcon getting used to being Captain America. Um, which again, can't wait to see that. I love those actors playing those characters. Definitely, that's that's one that I'm looking forward to. I'm kind of looking forward to them potentially, you know, giving the characters room to breathe. I think it'll yeah. be quite interesting because, you know, both mm-hmm. both of those characters, yeah, they've had, you know, they've had a lot of screen time in the film, but you don't really get to see them breathe and have gaps at all because they're normally in a sort of supporting role. A lot yeah, of the time. they're always back I mean, in cap. Yeah, yeah, so it's, 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 yeah, you don't get to see them being them. So, you know, they've all had their little chances and I've always liked what I've seen, but this should give them way more opportunity for that. I mean, I think. First Avenger, Bucky got the most to do in that and the most yeah. room to breathe in First Avenger. And since then, he really hasn't. Even in um, Civil War, mm. he didn't really. We didn't really get under his skin much. Well, he got some good stuff to do in Civil War. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a great opportunity to flesh these side characters out, and I think that's why they're. Um, I think that's why they're making these, and I think that's why the actors want to be involved because it's like I signed up to play mm-hmm. this character like ten years ago, and you know that's um, also well, they play with them, you know, being paid oh. really well for it. I imagine. Oh yeah, they'll be they'll be paid very handsomely for for the privilege, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that that sounds like a good one. One division is the one I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> uh, from what I can tell, it might be that she just bends reality to, I guess, deal with her grief over losing vision. So you might get like a fifty sitcom type style reality that she makes or maybe a friend's style reality that she makes you know stuff like that and I think that could be a lot of fun and maybe it'll say something about grief and maybe any more of Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch I am in the front row I will. I can't wait to see that um, Scarlet Witch for anyone that knows or doesn't know is one of my favourite comic book characters and I think the MCU version is really good but she hasn't had a lot of room to as with a lot of the sporting characters, mm. hasn't had a lot of room to to really dig into it. I mean, she's had more to do than some others, less to do than some even some others. So, this is her time to shine. This and Doctor Strange. I mean, it's going to be the Scarlet Witch is getting a lot to do coming up soon. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they've kind of hinted that it's going to explain why she appears in the Doctor Strange uh, yeah. film. So, yeah, this I'm I'm interested to see what they do with. Um, my catchphrase of the podcast, um, but the 
you know, my, my, my only bit is when they go, oh, to understand what happens in the films, you're going to need to watch all these shows. And I'm like, I've heard this before. And it turned out it was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mopping up after four with a broom. Uh, you know, so, <laughs> I don't know. Some Sometimes I, I listen to these things and go, but do we, though? Do we really? Are we going to watch this? And you're going to do one cut scene at the end credits of the if final they, episode where she gets a phone right, call from yeah. Stephen Strange. Is that what you're going to do? If so, you're going to really peeve me off. If you if are going to tie it all in nicely, cool. If they do their job right, you shouldn't have to watch everything. Yeah. Yeah. But equally, you should get more out of it if you do. So I think that's what they're aiming for. Because they have to stand on their own, so it shouldn't be like cross-reference it with this thing that you're watching to understand it. It shouldn't be that, because your audience has to turn up to a film and just enjoy it as a film. Um, or turn up to watch a TV show and enjoy it as a TV show without worrying about... You say that, but this, these the are the same people that are hiding like plot points that explain other plot points and post-credits things of yeah. other films. <laughs> so... <laughs> there's there's big chunks of story that you miss if you don't see the other ones. Yeah. Um, who knows? So, uh, Nick, are you excited about One Division? Uh, I guess I'm kind of like there's almost a bit of an overload with all these things, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'll watch all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how they bring Vision back. Yeah. And I do like Scarlet Witch. I think Elizabeth Olsen's really made the role hers. Yeah, more so certainly in Infinity War I think yeah. she really made that character hers in Infinity War so yeah I'll be interested to see where also interested to see uh, where they go with it yep catchphrase we've also got Loki um, yeah. which seems to be the Loki that escaped in Endgame um, interfering with history somehow so that'll be fun it's too, it's too much of Tom Hiddleston, I think. And you get to, I, this sounds like it's going to be really good fun. Yeah. I just I just worry that they're going to over-egg the Loki thing and we're going to be like... Because no. the one screenshot is like the 50s they're showing him in. Um, it could be... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it depends how they, they play it and what Loki's journey will be. and You know, because if it is just him being, like, snarky and mischievous for eight episodes it might get a bit dull after a while but other than that it might just be fun to watch as well well if he's going to go through a similar journey than he did in the movies um, that would be good I do wonder if we might see um, Thor guest in it at some point it's not impossible it would make sense yeah it depends on where they want to leave Loki. I mean, obviously, yeah. they're gonna—he's gonna go through some kind of arc. Is it gonna be an arc of redemption, or an arc of semi-redemption, or an arc of he becomes a complete villain, or what? Um, they went through the redemption arc with him in the movies. Yeah, I Loki liked where they left Loki. Yeah. I c- yeah. yeah, but I kind of hope we see that again, but maybe in a different way. Yeah, I or don't know. Just have him be the trickster god and commit to that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean Tom Hiddleston's ace, so you know, and he, he, you know, he again, he owns that character really. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm there for it. Yep. Their final announcement was Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, and apparently going to be training Kate Bishop. So, that's interesting. Uh, So it could be set up. Hawkeye, the one series none of us needed. I like Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, and I'm glad he's getting more to do. I mean, he's had plenty to do so far, I suppose. (laughs) But you know, give him more. Why not? Uh, yeah, I don't mind him actually. Yeah, Jeremy Renner's good. He's good value. 
Um, if he's training his replacement or successor, then fine. Um, there seems to be a general theme with certainly returning characters, you know, passing on to the next to their inheritor mm. of the role. Yeah, uh, which is you know, which is a good idea. Um, it keeps the franchise going without having to worry about actors aging out of roles or mm-hmm. paying them too much, I suppose. So, I'm all for that, and I'm looking forward to Hawkeye, and um, that's about it. I'm going to watch all these, and I'm probably going to enjoy the hell out of them. So oh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, it's content that's up my street. Like, yeah, this is this this was made for all of us, wasn't it? So yeah, Mar- Marvel it, it movies was, have rarely disappointed me. Yeah, yeah. At best, they're or at worst, they're just competent. Yeah. So um, Thor one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Captain Marvel or whatever. Age of Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> I like Age of Ultron. Like, nah. Some of the best action they've had. Man. Can I Age recommend our ranking podcast where we went through them all? <laughs> well, you ha- you ha- I like yeah. Captain Marvel. Don't badmouth Captain Marvel. Oh no, I liked it. I just didn't love it. The script was kind of mediocre. Yeah, um, and they didn't even have time to announce other stuff. Uh, they did say that Guardians Three is happening. It mm-hmm. depends on when James Gunn's finished with Suicide Squad, so that'll be a while. Uh, what else we got? Um, Black Panther Two, Captain Marvel Two. They're all happening. Um, there's just nothing to say about them at this point, I guess. No idea when they're coming out. Uh, and they did say that Fantastic Four is happening, but that's it. Kevin Feige did say we didn't have time to talk about the Fantastic Four or mutants. But it's on the radar. It'll be a couple of years. Uh, I think Fantastic Four will come first, and I'm eager to see how the MCU handles the FF. I think definitely that's bound to come first. I mean, we've had so much X-Men in the last 20 years that... And you have to figure out how to include them in the MCU. Absolutely. So I think the Fantastic Four are easier to do. I mean, there's been hints of that being done as a period piece, Mm. which would be interesting, you know. Um, The 60s, yeah. Yeah. D.A. Michael Douglas and have him cameo. Yeah. Have Hayley Atwell show up. Yeah, um... What's his name? John Slattery, Howard Stark, get him, get him mm-hmm. next. Yeah. yeah. And then okay, the problem then is, do you want them to end up in the future as well? Who knows? But, but I mean, I guess likely, that'd be, yeah. that would be easy enough to do, I guess. Yeah. But also kind of like being there, done that in a way. Yeah, they go into the negative zone, they pop out in the, the present day and that's them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how they get their powers maybe. And then you could have them be... Yeah, maybe. You could have them be like 60s sensibilities in the modern day. Yeah. Which is a bit Captain America, but with the sixties. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. And with the family dynamic thing, which yeah. would be kind of an interesting. And way Johnny to Storm needs to be Peter Parker's age. No, no, no. I th- I think they should cast Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. I am joking. But yeah, teenage Spider Man, a teenage Human Torch, just being teenagers together would be yeah fun. Well, I like what you know. I, I mean, I, I, I may be in a minority saying I would have liked if they kept Andrew Garfield around as Spider Man. Yeah. I think he could have made that work, but I think Tom Holland is awesome in the role. Yeah. I like that Spidey's a teenager as he was in the comics when he started out. There's nothing bad I can say about Tom Holland's Spider Man. Yeah. And, you know, Tom Holland himself is just a gem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's. He's as excited as all of us. He keeps spoiling yeah. the films he's in, which is He is ace. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. So a teenage Johnny Storm? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I think it's safe to say we're all kneeling before the MCU. I didn't oh, go through God, yeah. individually because it is all one big announcement. So 
yeah. To be Definitely. in that audience for that panel would have been <clears throat> immense. Indeed. Yeah, it wasn't to be, however. Okay, so on to our, our crown jewel. Uh, there was some stuff about Star Trek. Boy, what? was there some stuff about Star Trek. Oh, sorry, I, I don't watch any of it. No, uh, sorry, man. Crap, I, miss, I missed yeah. it. I'm on the fence. Oh, no, okay, no, moving no, on. Never heard of it. <laughs> I, I, I did not watch the Picard trailer 30 times, and I did not watch the um, Comic-Con panels on YouTube. I have never watched Star Trek. I hate it. <laughs> I'm lying. Yeah. Well, you just have to listen to previous podcasts to know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with Discovery. We didn't get a lot about Discovery, really. They confirmed the thousand-year time jump, which we already knew. Uh, David Ayala is going to be in it. Um, they didn't quite turn up where they expected, which you could have suspected. Um, that's about it, isn't it? Really, there's some new characters. Pretty much. Yeah. There's screenshots. Of them on a kind of quarry-ish looking planet, um, which is uncommon for Star Trek. Yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be good. I like Discovery. We still haven't talked about season two, which we need to do. Yeah, uh, pending. At some point. <laughs> yeah, but I'm excited about the thousand-year time jump uh, because it's something they haven't done before. Um, I mean, the the whole let's forget about Discovery and never talk about this again uh, ending is a bit. Yeah. Weird, but. but but in terms of the writing, it allows them to do whatever they want. It does, and I'll give them credit for that. I mean, I I would have just said, you know, to hell with it. Discovery exists and not sent it into the future. But yeah. there's a lot of possibilities in telling that story. So, you know, I'll be interested to see where they go with it. I just honestly would rather they just left them in the 23rd century. Yeah. I would have probably would rather that. But we'll see what we do with it. I suspect the ship will get an upgrade of some sort. Maybe. Because otherwise it's horrendously outclassed. I, I, I just... I, my fear is Discovery Season 3 is going to be Star Trek Andromeda. Hmm. And I really, really, really hope that's not the case. But that's my worry. Yeah, because it's unclear if the Federation's still around. If, yep. Yeah, all that On what form it's in. I mean, yeah. you would think it should be, considering we've seen, you know time trials from the 29th century and beyond but mm. yeah mm. I don't like the idea of them doing an Andromeda with it but we'll see I will go in with an open mind yeah. I'm a little bit on the fence with this one okay. well I'm going to kneel before it because I quite like the idea I'm, I'm interested in the possibilities if nothing else I don't hate it I'm just worried with where they're going to take it yeah I'm I'm kneeling before for you know I really enjoyed the last season. I didn't like some of the you know a bit like you said a bit of the clunkiness of sort of getting round the why is never no one ever used this since why is this technology being forgotten about sort of excuses that they came up with at the end. Yeah, because most people don't care. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't and there care. was and there was a lot of them doing the oh well all the hollow communicators got taken off the Enterprise and all that all those sorts of bits that they wrote in to try and explain away things that people had complained about. I mean, that that explains why Pike doesn't use hollow communicators. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't explain, explain the whole thing. Yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with the explanation that it's nine it's 2019 <laughs> and um, we're viewing it through the lens of what we know now, not what we knew 50 years ago. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But yeah. you know, I realise a lot of people aren't. So, so when the, the when did that, will be getting Picard to look more advanced than Discovery is. <laughs> yeah, that. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Um, although suspension of disbelief, I'm good with that. Yeah, 
of course. Yeah. Although we are getting some Discovery shorts featuring the crew of the Enterprise. And they look ace. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the trailer has been uh, regionalised, so I can't find it anymore. No, 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 no. It is still online on Star Trek International. Okay. I watched it earlier today. Right, okay. I did notice the YouTube ones are down, but I watched it on StarTrek.com. Okay, I will um, show note that then. Cool. Um, yeah, so we're getting one about the Tribbles. There's an animated one. There, it looks like there's one where Spock and Number One are stuck in a lift. That could be comedy gold. Yeah. Do um, you like Eggplant? Is that a pass? Is he coming on to her? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least he didn't send it as an emoji. Well, that's true. <laughs> that we know of. Well, a hollow emoji of an yeah. eggplant, that's just, you know, can no, you no, imagine? There's no holograms. Oh, no, none on the Enterprise. Oh, that's fine. Do, Thank you, God li- for that. do you like eggplant number one? <laughs> I, I have to admit that the, the, those bits in the trailer, um, the actress playing number one just rocked it. It was just that eye roll moment. It was yeah, like, Rebecca uh, Romaine. She's Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell's wife, um, but yeah, it's the fact that she rolled. Uh, she is own. She's owning that role definitely. Um, I love. I like her number one. What little we've seen of her, and just that moment in the trailer absolutely sold me on her. Yeah, and I mean, I was already sold on her, but more so. And it's good that we we'll get to see more of those characters as well, because mm-hmm. you didn't get to see much of number one, and when she was there, she didn't do that much. Because indeed, yeah, um, Pike was great, and you know they're still. Everyone's still clamouring, including me, for for a minute. I I think they're gonna they're planning something. Yeah. Well, they did tease it at the panel. They said, "Well, think they about did. it," or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, so, they're definitely it's definitely under consideration, if yeah. not actively in production. Yeah. So or pre-production. So they'll chuck that at us pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Maybe at Vegas. Maybe in yeah. Vegas. It doesn't need to be much. I mean, eight episodes or something. I I'm I, I'd be happy with a miniseries. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know, get us up to Pike's accident or something and then mm-hmm. leave it there. That'll be fine. Don't need to do much more than that. Uh, cool. So it was the shorts. Kneeling before, rising against the shorts. I'm kneeling before, for sure. I'm definitely kneeling before. Um, one thing I noticed, there's, I think there's a bit of misdirection going on in that shorts trailer as well. People are going on about cannibal tribbles. I don't think that's the case. There's a scene where, because it's not the Enterprise, that they're on because yeah. the briefing room scene, the women in gold at the head of the tables were in captain's rank. And there's that scene where Picard, where Pike Picard, Pike says, be careful or they'll eat you alive. Captain. I think that's where he, she's coming from the enterprise to her new command and the tribbles of first. So I think the whole cannibal tribbles is misdirection. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's but it's fun. Like. And I think, yeah. I think it'll be fun. I'm going to, I um, can't wait to see those. Chris, you kneeling before them? Oh yeah, kneeling, kneeling, kneeling. Yeah. Um, Lower decks are animated comedy thing that looks fun. It's the the least it important does. crew on the least important starship. Um, is it set like twenty third century time? I'll admit I haven't read it. Twenty three eighty. Yeah. Okay. So it's set post Nemesis. Twenty fourth century. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Misspeaking. Yeah. Um, I think they said twenty three eighty. Okay. And it's just a random ship out there doing stuff. I am actually very excited about this. I like Jerry O'Connell quite a lot, so I'm looking forward to him playing the California number one. Um, I like the artwork. I love Rick and Morty, so I've got a lot of faith in Mike McMahon to do this. Mm -hmm. 
So, yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously going to be very different than we're used to, but I am very confident it'll be a solid show. In a lot of ways, it's a more interesting time to be a Star Trek fan than it was in the 90s, because you were kind of largely getting more of the same with Voyager and so on, but everything they announced is different from the last thing. Even even DS9 was not... I mean, people make a lot of, say a lot about DS9 being such a huge diversion. It really wasn't. At the end of the day, they ended up getting a ship and going off and exploring as well, so... Yeah. You know, I don't think DS9 was that much of a diversion from the other shows. It was, but not as much as it sometimes gets credit for. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's maybe better written than some of the other ones or whatever. But it's In still, places, certainly. Yeah, but it still but, follows yeah. that kind of formula. So it's interesting to see, uh, and I think you've got a point. I think there's going to be a lot more choice of variation now than there was in the 90s. So, yeah, I think we maybe are entering another golden age, although I'm sure there's people out there that will disagree and say yeah. we're entering an age of death of Star Trek. <laughs> There's not all that going around. The de- the death of Star Trek, where you have like three or four shows on at a time. That are all failing, and um, <laughs> Alex Kurtzman has been fired but won't leave. Yeah. yeah, I don't think contracts work like that, guys, but, you yeah. know. Also, he's at Comic-Con, like, you're not. <laughs> well, you know, he's just, he's just there as a figurehead and to yeah. save face. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If you, you don't you like keep... modern Trek, don't watch it. Absolutely. Don't, leave me alone. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I kind of get it when you're that invested in the show. And I, I, I remember when T. I've said this story before. I remember when TNG came out, and you know, I went through that as a fan. How can you do this? This is not Star Trek. Yeah, I kind of got over that. Um, hopefully, a lot of other people will. Yeah, things change; they evolve. I think I think folk will come round, and it you know it's like you've got to remember that there's been such a gap where there was nothing, uh, you know mm-hmm. there was you know nothing on TV, there wasn't the traditional thing where you had the movies only, and, mm-hmm. and even at that people were making the arguments against it. So you know with yeah, it, it's like at least you're getting something different. They're going to they're doing it in different ways that you, you've not seen before. So it is quite interesting, and they're, they're you know they're quite happy mm-hmm. to do like okay, we're going to mm-hmm. do this. It's not going to run for seasons and seasons and seasons. It's a bit of an experiment and a bit different. You know, off you go. Yeah, there are still people out there who think that Star Trek is three seasons of TV that ran from 1966 to 69. Mm-hmm. Everything that's come after is not. Star Trek. There are people out there that think Star Trek ended with the first ten episodes of the first season of the original series. So you know, you just can't please some people. And absolutely, just don't put that on the rest of us. Let the rest of us enjoy what we enjoy or not enjoy it. The same, you know. Why are you on Star Trek Facebook groups bitching about this if you're, uh, yeah, if you've made your? Well, some of these people are just agit. Absolutely, some of these people are just agitators, and some people are just doing it. As, as clickbait yeah I guess it's a lot of advertising revenue and you know angry Star Trek fans yeah. or angry DC fans <laughs> or angry MCU fans or you know just angry or, fans yeah, or angry or people just angry people yeah yeah it's sad really it's kind of a shame to exploit it's a shame to exploit people like that but you know oh well yeah. I guess they don't see it that way it's a shame other people being so exploited don't see it that way I know, and it's kind of sad because we really are in kind of a golden age with so much entertainment to choose from. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Enjoy the things you like and ignore... <laughs> exactly. Concentrate on the things you like, ignore the things you don't. If it doesn't give you joy, walk away from it, you know? Yeah. I mean, or maybe the hate is where they get their joy. I don't know. I don't yes. get it. Yeah. 
But we digress, and that's my fault, sorry. So, Chris, what do you think of Lower Decks based on what we've seen? Uh, based on what we've seen, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm interested in it. I'm, you know, I'm interested in a lot of these different bits and pieces, but yeah, yeah. looks looks good. You, I like the concept. I recently read um, Red Shirts for the first time, the sort of mm. Uh, mm. John uh, Scalzi, Scalzi, I don't know how to pronounce it, book. Mm. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm up for I'm up for a bit yeah. of Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah, and Lower Decks is one of my favourite TNG episodes. So having a series oh, yeah. that is just that will be quite cool. Um, we'll see. So I'm definitely kneeling before it. Everyone else kneeling before? Mm. Oh god, yes. Cool. Okay, now on to the big one. So speaking of TNG, which we brought up, Picard is coming back. And honestly, like with Natalie Portman, a couple of years ago, I would have said this will never happen. In fact, Patrick Stewart would have told you a couple of years ago, I'm never doing this again. I was never convinced that it wouldn't happen. Um... I've always been in the opinion of Patrick Stewart, is it? People were saying like five, ten years ago, even more recently than that, you'll never see the TNG characters again. I was never convinced you wouldn't. I think you should never say never. Mm. Um, and oh, definitely. Most, <laughs> most of the TNG cast have always said, yeah, no, no, we would, we would come back if you bring us back. Patrick Stewart, I guess, was kind of the only holdout. But I've always said that if you brought the rest of them back, Patrick Stewart might well come. And funnily enough, he's the one that's come back and the rest of them have followed him. And, and he voiced so, video games for so long after... Netflix absolutely. I mean, so I would never... I, I think with Patrick Stewart, if you make him the give, propose the right thing to him, you will get him to come back. And it's not even about the money for him. He just enjoys the work. Yeah. Um, so give him something interesting to do, he'll come. So I was never convinced it wouldn't happen. I thought it was highly unlikely... Well, I wasn't sure it wouldn't. Um, I'm surprised at the scope of it. Very surprised yeah. at the scope of it. Um, but yeah, I am thrilled. TNG's my, it's my show, you know? It's my favourite Star Trek show. It's my favourite as well. Um, and I grew up with the original series, you know? I mean, yeah. I grew up with the original series. The thing is, he, he did say that he said no like a number mm-hmm. of times, and I don't know how much of that is hyperbole to like, build hype for this. Oh! I think yeah. it's probably true. Yeah. But, I mean, that trailer, uh, I've watched it about 30 uh, times as well. I think it's uh, incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. And, I mean, who would have predicted that we were going to get seven? Hugh Borg. Yeah. I mean, really? And they, and they, and they kept all that quiet. It's amazing. And Brent Spiner with... I mean, it's, it looks slightly ropey in the trailer. There's something about it that just doesn't look quite right. I think the problem is Brent Spine is older and put weight on. He's not as thin in the face anymore. Yeah. You know what? I'm okay with it. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. I think it look. I am fine with it. Yeah. Um, if we get him back relaying data, and I think the scene in the trailer is a holodeck, though, hmm. because if you look closely, you can see just the edge of the purple-gray first contact yoke, uniform yoke. Hmm. So I think that is Nemesis Data in and a holodeck. He holodec. calls him Captain as well. So. And he calls him Captain, but I think the body in the case is B4, and I think at some point they're going to hold B4 out of storage and rebuild B4, yeah. and we'll get Data back in that form. Yeah, because I've seen all sorts of stuff like, oh, look at the singe marks on his so- shoulder. It's not singe. I mean, there is no way Data's body came out of that explosion. <laughs> I mean, seriously. No way. He was right in the middle of a massive yeah. ship exploding. How could he possibly... I mean, and if his body was that well-preserved, why did they not just put him back together? Yeah. 
That's just that makes no sense. Makes yeah. no sense. So I'm pretty sure that's B4 in the drawer. Yeah. Although some people are speculating it's lore. Nah, I mean, I guess it could be Law's body in there. Maybe they use Law's body yeah. to put Data's consciousness in. Who knows? But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think we we are going to get a version of Data back, which is great. But I think he'll start off as a hologram, and then they'll either revive B4 or download Data into something else or whatever. But either way, I'm good with that. Yeah, the devil's advocate side of it. I've seen people talk about when they. You know, when they bring back characters after X amount of years, they're normally mm-hmm. all kind of tortured and brooding and stuff after having made or, or having choices affect them over a period of time. And there's an element of that with Picard, but also it doesn't seem like they're going to dwell on it for too long because he, I he don't, takes nothing I, for I, I, back into the swing of things, it seems. I agree, and I think I believe the producers when they say that they're not going for darkness and not going for dark and tortured Picard. They're coming for someone who's, you know, in his twilight years and has some regrets and decides to put them right, basically. That sounds like a good story to me. And actually, you know, Patrick Stewart is 79 years old. I think that's a good way to go with him. Picard in his twilight years, go run with it. It's a good idea. I mean, it seems like someone comes to him asking for help. He immediately thinks, right, I'll get this person some help. Mm -hmm. I I mean, Picard in this trailer would be... Twenty-three ninety-nine. Picard would be like ninety-four. Yeah, which not that old in the twenty-fourth. In the Star Trek universe, yeah. exactly. So yeah. you know, I, I am, I am all good with this. I am absolutely. Ex- this is the thing I am most excited to see in the next year. <laughs> I cannot wait. They've pushed back the release date. Unfortunately, it's now twenty twenty. Yeah, well, maybe it'll come out on my birthday in January. <laughs> That'd be nice. I got, it a, would be I nice. got Discovery on my 30th birthday. So that was I nice. got Voyager on Voyager aired on my birthday. <laughs> so Star Trek birthdays. Yeah. What are your Star Trek birthdays? Share in the comments below. Send yeah. us your birthday cards. And your birthday. Yeah. Um, I, I am thrilled to see um, Jerry Ryan back and a much more human, much more relaxed Seven, which, you know, it's 20 years later, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I think, and I mean, you can't go wrong with Jerry Ryan. She's she's an awesome actor. She Giving her something new to do, she would be great in this. Yeah. Um, there, it's obviously going to be some kind of Borg story. Cool. Yeah, it looks like a damaged cube. Um, that's, yeah. yeah. Well, we know, we know from the Picard, the Picard display they had in San Diego that Picard was promoted to Admiral in I think 2381 for a special assignment and retired in 2386 I think now I'm going to speculate that that special assignment was something to do with the Borg and involved Seven and possibly Hugh that would make sense but and his regrets revolve around he's not happy with how Starfleet handled that situation and that's why he retired Mm-hmm. So you know, we shall There'll see. Definitely be stuff about the destruction of Romulus in there. Oh yeah, and I wonder. I wonder if the Borg actually don't exist anymore mm-hmm. as an antagonist. Yeah, there um, was the interesting capture about number of days without uh, assimilation, which turned out to be about sixteen years. Yeah, <laughs> so there we go. Which would be around about the time Picard retired. Mm. Um, so maybe I, I don't know the Borg's definitely a player in this 
Whether they still exist or not, I don't know. But I am very interested to see where they go with this. If they are going to bring the Borg back, I hope they make the Borg scary again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're in dire need of that up, that mm-hmm. facelift, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After lacklustre performance on Voyager. The last time they were really, really good was First Contact. Um, uh, Voyager got them... Scorpion did do them well. I was going to add that in as well. Scorpion handled them well, but after Scorpion, they kind of went downhill a bit. Yeah. Um, but, Dark you Frontier, know, arguably, they did quite well there. Dark Frontier was not bad. Although, actually, Enterprise did a decent episode with the Borg as well, funnily enough. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, kind of cheesy, but it was right. I think the problem is, the, I think they used the Borg too much, so they became, you know, if you keep beating them, they lose their power. Yeah. as a villain so as a threat um, so you know yeah, I, yeah. I am very very much looking forward to this um, like I said TNG is my Star Trek show Picard is my captain I am super hyped for this I yeah I, uh, yeah, I, I was on Twitter just refreshing constantly to see updates <laughs> and, and I've yeah. seen them I've seen yeah, a few comments it, it, it was pathetic but yeah <laughs> I've seen a few comments people are annoyed that this kind of decanonizes, not that they were ever canonized in the first place, but the relaunch novels, like all of them, they're all just defunct now. But, you know, but they all, novels have never been yeah. canon. You know, the people that write them know this. The people that write yeah. them are the first people to say, you know what, but, you know, it doesn't take your books away. And yeah. we know there's a multiverse in Star Trek, so... Okay, it's an alternate. I'm guessing the novels the, take place in an alternate reality. That's cool. I mean, I think with the relaunch, a lot of people were like, "Well, they might as well be canon because they're not making this anymore." And uh, mm-hmm. now they are. And yeah, I'm pleased to say it probably gets rid of that stupid countdown comic that preceded the movie. Well, I think movie. there may be some elements of that might sneak into this, but no Captain but Data. <laughs> not Captain Data for sure, but maybe some elements of that will sneak into this. I don't know. Certainly around the destruction of Romulus, but yeah. I don't know. Interestingly, one of the short treks is supposed to tie into Picard and show some of the background. So I wonder if the short will either involve other characters that we're going to meet, or are they going to de-age Patrick Stewart for that short, mm. or is it going to be animated? Mm. It could be the animated one. Yeah, could be one of the animated ones. Who knows? Yeah. Um, either would be good. Um, um, nice to getting- see. We're getting some other returning characters that they didn't and they didn't show us, but they've announced. Uh, Riker and Troy are back. Yeah, uh, and I really hope they're not divorced like Han and Leia or whatever. I, I, I <laughs> don't. I really don't think they'll do that. Actually, I think yeah. they'll still be a couple. Maybe they have kids. Yeah, I want to see them as an old married couple. That's yeah. what I want. I also they have they haven't announced Crusher or Bit or. LaForge or anyone else. I think we'll see Crush from LaForge at some point. Yeah. I don't know about Worf. Worf's a dilemma. Well, isn't Worf difficult because what Klingon makeup what, do you Exactly. Do? <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Do you make Worf look like the series or do you just say fuck it and go with the discovery makeup? Uh, either way, they're kind of, it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know and I'm not even sure what they should do with that I think they should just make him look like I don't know somewhere in between but yeah I think he should just look like Worf's always looked I'd be happy with that I, I would be absolutely fine with that 
Yeah. And I don't think anybody is even going to notice the difference, to be honest. But, no. you know, I, I, I would be absolutely fine with that. Um, but, yeah, I think that might be a small fly in the ointment for a wharf appearance. Mm-hmm. Someone was saying to me today as well, there's, there's some hints that um, Robert Picardo may be appearing as well. Oh, there was, he was on Twitter, like, teasing it himself. Yes. So if he does and he's playing the EMH, I hope they de-age him. Hmm. Um, they've done it for for Brent Spiner, so I imagine they would for him. The Unless other option, Zimmerman. Yeah. Well, that's the other possibility. Having him turn up as Zimmerman would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and possibly, why not? Possibly, just get well, one. <laughs> I I I think I think we will see other characters. I mean, do you really think if the show goes on for a couple more years, they're not going to visit DS Nine? Yeah. It's bound to happen. Um, and if they do, Kira better be, you know, an admiral yeah. in the command of the station. Kira, Nog, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really want to see Kira as a Vedic. <laughs> um, Esri, yeah, Esri Dax kicking about. Well, I'd be, I actually half expect we might see Esri at some point. She's another one that's, you're not going to see Cisco. Not going to happen. No. Every, when they do the show called Cisco yeah. in a couple of years. There's no, you'll not, I, I, I would... Uh, I, I've never said. I've always said, never say never with Patrick Stewart. I would be absolutely flabbergasted if Avery Brooks agreed to do it. He won't do conventions. He wouldn't do the DS9 documentary. I can't see him agreeing to play Cisco again. Yeah. The although, if they allow him to come back and not having abandoned his children, maybe he would, <laughs> because Avery Brooks was never happy with that. Yeah. He did not like that, and I guarantee you. Um, the alternate, the possible season eight they showed in the in the documentary. I can't imagine Avery Brooks being happy with the idea that Cisco was away for twenty years from his pregnant wife. Mm. I mean, he's so objected to Cisco leaving Jake and and Cassidy in the first place. Yeah, I, that's why they ended the "I'll be back" line to it. So I I can't imagine him agreeing to that. Get, get some Voyager characters. Janeway could turn up. She's still an admiral. Yeah, I'm not hugely th- interested in seeing Janeway, but I wouldn't be disappointed if she turned up. Yeah. Um, You'd imagine that they would do maybe some kind of briefing scene to tick a lot of those characters mm-hmm. off, you know, mm-hmm. and, and bring them all in on that kind of thing and go, right, okay, so people would want to see Janeway, people would want to see this, and then just mm-hmm. get it all done in like a scene and go, right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they've got to be careful that it doesn't become too much of a who's who. Yeah, um, I think and what they're doing so far. Fan service, I think. But I think it's fan service that makes sense. I mean, they're yeah. telling a Borg story. Having seven and nine in there kind of makes sense. Yeah, I think if Robert Picardo does turn up, Picardo turning up kind of makes sense. He was Seven's doctor. He may still be Seven's doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could explain him being looking older as he wanted to look older. Or they could just de-age him. Yeah, or that. I mean, I'd much rather they did that than do the whole, oh, he's decided to look older. I mean, I thought Data's ageing programme always kind of grated on me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a necessary evil, but it was also kind of like, why? Yeah, if you still want Brent Spiner playing this character, the technology yeah. doesn't exist to make him But it does now. Ageless. Yeah, yeah it absolutely does yeah. now. So, you know, we shall see. We and shall see. And it's great that they're spending a fortune on the show as well, because it mm-hmm. gives you the money to make these things possible. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. So- that's the beauty of Star Trek being on streaming. It can be the highest budget show. Indeed. Ever. And 
you know, and it's a lot of this. It's the kind of the version of TNG that we've always been imagining as mm-hmm. well. You know, that that's just super expensive. There's, um, you know, the the kind of suspension of disbelief you were doing with some of the dodgier effects no longer there <laughs> because yeah, because they can make it look convincing now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm super amped for this. I can't wait. And me too. Yeah, Patrick Stewart in the role again, and you know, and I think they put some of the fears to rest about him being so broody and cynical. You know, he says "engage" in the trailer. Oh yeah. He, does, he also seems engaged, mm-hmm. um, which is good. You know, it's not like that. I don't want to get back into action. Mm-hmm. It does seem like this woman who may have, I guess, Borg implants feels. I don't know feels connected to him and then mm-hmm. the first thing he does is tries to get her some help realises that Starfleet aren't going to provide that so he puts together his Firefly crew and off he goes indeed mm. yeah I'm up for that me too it's different <clears throat> it is hopefully we'll see the current Enterprise um, I'd love to see the Titan I want to see the Enterprise E again and I want to see it commanded by Riker yeah I think I'd rather see him on the Titan yeah, screw the Titan. <laughs> Riker always wants to captain the Enterprise. Riker should be yeah. captain the Enterprise. Yeah, but, you know, if we see the Titan, that would be cool too. Yeah. Um, there's no reason why not. It could be in service for that long. Could be. If, if Riker's even still a captain. Well, I could see Riker being an admiral. Yeah. There which would know. probably make even more sense, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, what are your feelings on Picard? Um, you've kind of weighed in slightly, but I've weighed in slightly, but you know, I you know, I I really like TNG when it's on. I'm so glad that Patrick Stewart's coming back to it. I think he's kind of gone through the thing that bands go through, where they they hate their hits, so they're always like, no, 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 we're going to play the new album, and you maybe get one song in the in the finale and the encore. Uh, that's all you're getting. You're getting no more of that. Um, and I kind of feel that he's come back round to this character and went, do you know what, I can do something with this. And I think he's been offered the right story, he's been offered the right input, and he's he's jumped into it. And I think that's great, because it means it's coming from the right place. Um, so, yeah, I'm really interested in seeing it. The trailer has so much in it that you're like, yes, I want to see that, and I want to see that. Um, the fact that they've, they've kind of tied it in, you're getting to see, because Discovery has sort of went, pre a lot of the storyline I'm kind of interested to see what they do with Picard and where all the different characters have ended up and stuff like that that's kind of a bit that makes me interested. Uh, The fact that it's tying in little bits of Voyager and little bits of uh, TNG as well Um, yeah Yeah, I'm all all for it Yeah, absolutely Anything else on Picard? I mean we could probably talk about it all night but we probably shouldn't We probably probably shouldn't. shouldn't Yeah so I think it's safe to say we're all kneeling before Picard because yeah yeah. So I'm yeah I'm very excited. Can't wait to see more. I'm disappointed that we have to wait until 2020, but I'll wait. I guess because I have no choice. Indeed. So that's no Star Trek until next year. We're getting short. Yeah, is Lower Decks out this year or is that next year as well? No, I think that's next year too. All right. Okay. Um, God knows where some of these things are going to turn up. Um. I'm guessing the shorts will be Netflix, although if one of them's tying into Picard, that's weird. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but eh, we'll find out when it happens. Because yeah, Picard's on Amazon Prime. Don't know about Lower Decks yet. may just have to find the shorts through other sources. Yeah. Um, well, they turned up on Netflix eventually last time. They did. 
but it took a while. It did. Yeah. Too it took long. basically until Discovery came back, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was like yeah, the week before they so. wanted to hype the news <laughs> to watch these shorts. Some yeah. of them may ne- or may ne- not be important. Netflix, just get on with it and, and screen them at the same time as everyone else. Yeah, like, please. Um, who knows? Oh, no, please. We just make demands. Yeah, Netflix, just, do. Yeah. Either that, we'll watch it anyway. Like, well, <laughs> Don't ask us how we'll do it, but we'll do it. I know is, is this, such things. Is this like the Storm Area 51 thing? If we all storm Netflix, we'll, we'll, get, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it at once. They can't set stop all a, of us. Set up an event. We'll watch the Star Trek shorts. <laughs> yeah. Don't know Sounds how like we'll a do plan. It. Sounds yeah. like a plan. Uh, we'll get a VPN and access CBS All Access. <laughs> I suppose you could. I don't know. Probably could. If you had yeah. someone buy a subscription for you. Why not? So, so I think that's us waded our way through Comic-Con... 2019. Yay! I think it's safe to say that Star Trek, DC, and Marvel owned it with some other interesting stuff here and there. Um, I almost feel like the other other things were just giving Comic-Con a bit of a wide berth this year because they knew that Marvel were doing their post-endgame stuff and then DC have their a lot of stuff to set up for TV stuff. And now um, Star Trek have tons coming up. So... The big three this year, I guess. And I mean, I never thought I'd be in a situation where Star Trek was dominating Comic Con with all this annou- all these announcements. Amazing times. Yeah. Because did they ever do Comic Con back in the day? Not that I can recall, but who knows? I mean, what are they really announcing? Voyager season six. We're going to have more episodic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> season seven. We're going to have a race episode. Yeah. Feel free to be underwhelmed by that. Um. And so on. So there's yeah, there was very little. I mean, the hype train works differently as it than it did in the nineties, I suppose. Yeah, that's probably true. More yeah. internet. Yeah, more internet, more surprises, more nostalgia, more more engagement. More yeah. Cool. So, Nick, thanks for coming out of retirement for hopefully not one last mission. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be. Yeah, we'll um, we'll try and get that Discovery season two podcast organized. Hopefully, before season three comes out. I think we're waiting for well for season three anyway. Well, they're shooting it now, so it can't be <clears> too far off. After Picard, you would hope so. I don't want to be reviewing two Star Trek shows at the same no, time. No, I'm pretty sure it'd be after Picard. Yeah, I mean Picard's what ten episodes? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it could be Discovery just straight after or something. I don't know. Could be. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, yeah. Chris. Thank you for helping wade through Comic Con once again. You're welcome. So that was our discussion on San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Thanks to YouTuber Neil Stenson for the supplied music. If you like what you heard, then as always, hit that subscribe button on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, or any major podcasting app. iTunes users, please take the time to rate and comment. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to talk about the wealth of content we covered here, or anything else at all, then hit us up on Facebook or Twitter under Neil Before Blog, or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, you can catch us on the next Neil Before Pod. <laughs>